with his new single I'll Be Waiting just came out God, I love that guy you know he, he, he borders on is he synthwave is he not I don't care the man is talented I love everything he puts out I told him this sound is timeless yeah, like you could hear that any decade couldn't you I'm absolutely in love with it my name is Karin Zoe Lee and you're listening to Night Ride FM and tonight 
I have a special guest on the show and I'm so excited because I love this guy. Uh, we saw him on a live stream right here on Right FM. Goodness, what was that? March, April? Anyway, this is Zenith Fult. He's going to be joining me a little bit later. Uh, I have another new single to play for you, though. Uh, Lavenu just released something. And um, I'm going to play that for you in a minute, but I want a couple, got a couple announcements for you. This Friday is Bandcamp Day number five. And Bandcamp will be uh, giving all the revenue back to the artists on that day. They won't be taking their cut. They've been doing this every month of the pandemic, and they I thought they were going to miss August, but no, they made the announcement. Sure enough, <laughs> Neon Fox is panicking right now. <laughs> they keep shutting down his credit card every, every time he tries to do this. So. Oh, and guess what we found out today? Kavinsky released, uh, well, he put out an image on Instagram, and it looks a lot like an album track list. He's not singing a whole lot, but we do have high hopes. So let me play the single from Lavenue for you before we get Zenith Volt on the show.
So I'm here with my special guest, Zenith Volt. Welcome to the show, Zenith. Thank you. Or can I call you Zenith or Mr. Volt? <laughs> Zenith ZV, Mr. Volt, whatever you want to call me. Where did the name come from? Uh, the name came from, I was just kind of piecing some, piecing some uh, words and letters that I like that looked good together on the, on the just rolls off the tongue kind of sense. And then uh, I was, the, the word Zenith, you know, it's in, in the, in the dictionary, it's the, the point directly above your head. So, you know, whenever you're, whenever you're just digging deep and thinking, or you have that gut feeling, it's like, you just kind of like look to the sky, you look straight up. So I'm always, you know, focused on my Zenith. It's the high point. And then combine that with volt being a measure of electricity. I literally, that the, the name has a few meanings to me, but as a musician, you take these ideas that are so ethereal and floating around and you try to funnel them through your own psyche and put them out in an organized musical way that may you hopefully strike a chord with other people. So that I'd say you did that, that volt is that measure of electricity that comes from my Zenith and really just, I try to run it out of my fingers and out of my voice and hopefully Something cool comes out from it. <laughs> I'll say it has, though. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing doing what I can. You know, there's, there's, there's many good artists on this planet, and I just try to try to really I like coming up with the name or coming up with any song ideas. I just try to say, "What's what's me?" You know, that's that, that's always the key because there's so many so many musicians, amazing ones, so many people putting their art together, but. There's only there's only one you, so you know. You just I I like to I like to write and think from that place. Working within a genre is fun too, because it, it it gives your ideas a little bit of area to rein in. You know, I'm not I'm not like Zenith Volt is a you know a country star slash synthwave <laughs> uh, you know aspiring synthwave musician. It's it, it this genre lines up with my you know kind of my my center as as the way I write and the the feeling I get from it. That's amazing. How long have you been Zenith Volt then? Uh, this, this project kind of, I would say came to fruition, like came to mind around three, three and a half years ago where I was, I, I had taken a little bit of a hiatus from writing, creating music. I've always been performing and touring and doing stuff with various groups, but um, I took a, took a little break and then there was this just weird instance that happened my all my studio gear was in boxes in my garage and when I had moved out I had moved out to Maui and I never really set the stuff back up I came out here for family stuff like family reasons and uh just never got around to setting up my stuff and I ran into this this person kind of a by, by definitely by accident and there were we got into conversation. She said, Oh, you're a musician. We should record something. And I'm like, Oh, sure. And then, um, long story short, she came over and I dusted off my equipment and we just started writing some fun electronic stuff. And then uh, honestly, after that day, I've never heard from her again. It was just this one little spark, this, this, uh, volt bolt of electricity. I don't know. That just <laughs> came out of nowhere temporarily. And, got me excited and writing music again. And this was the path that I took this project, this, this whole thing. It just kind of 
sparked off one day and I'm, I'm in love with it. I love, I love doing it. That's great. We loved seeing it. You know, that, that live performance, um, well, the, this live stream. Yeah. 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 That, that you did. <laughs> that was, uh, that was, I'm sorry to say the first time I, I seen you or heard of you and like, how did this guy fly under my radar for so lot. long? <laughs> That was a, I was like on a one man scene before that kind of just uh, honestly like getting in into that whole that whole family of artists that played that show it was so fun like me me and my wife were tuned in all day watching everybody I was like this is such a great thing and it definitely there was there was a a ton of logistics and trying to it's I've the visuals of sitting playing inside a car with a bunch of like synths and keyboards and stuff set up was visually it looked great i wanted to capture everything within a frame that would look entertaining and look really fun and i had fun doing logistically sitting down inside a car belting out singing it's a little yes. it's a little tough but i i really i was like as long as i have more fun than i am having difficulty then i'm in i'm all in so i, I it was really fun i want to do it again it was uh I'm I'm actually sitting next to the the car right now. My garage is a semi-finished studio uh kind of workshop mad scientist lab that I've gone on. <laughs> Remind me what kind of car that is. It's a 1986 Toyota MR2 I bought from this old Hawaiian guy that you know it's the the engines in the middle of the car and a little two-seater and he gave me it for a steal and it's in awesome condition that I do take it out once in a while just to just to cruise the sunset around the ocean. It's about as stereotypically synthwave as it gets, you know, <laughs> big, big tropical mountain sunset, palm trees flying by kind of stuff, you know. So uh, when did you get signed to Aztec? That was, oh man, I, I have like COVID brain. I don't remember if it was three days ago or three months ago or three years ago. No, it was... Uh, <laughs> It was, we, it was, it was the beginning, beginning of this year. It was uh, around uh, Feb, February. Yeah. I was, uh, okay. I was out traveling. I remember when I, I happened to cruise by, I have my managers in LA and I cruised through there for a couple of days. And he said, I got the contract. Let's sign this up. And we had a lot of, a lot of communication beforehand and the communication with those guys with, with Laura and all those, everybody there is awesome everyone's everyone's mutually excited about all the music that comes out of aztec and it's uh kind of like how i was speaking to where i write from like that's where that's where they come from with the the, the essence of what they're doing and I, i'm i'm stoked i'm stoked to be a uh, you know on that roster of awesome artists i love aztec like every artist they have signed is just it's a cool scene yeah is Laura the founder and owner? Yes, it's uh, it's it's her and her part, her and her partner uh, Ariel. He he works there too. They're they're uh, they're the two head honchos. I talk I talk to Laura a lot. Um, oh, okay. That's the, the the good part of social media. It's like you just have like a little idea, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, guess what? You're 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 in good communication. So it's it's kind of nice that things, even when you're far apart, they work fast you know, which is mm -hmm. back in the day with, you know, stapling uh, flyers to telephone poles, you know, you know it's, not really, <laughs> it's not really, not really that slow anymore. 
Uh, now it's uh, we we share posts in different synthwave groups that we're all in, so we see yeah, a million. Yeah. Yeah, we're no. not really on Facebook, are you? You, you have accounts. Uh, I have, I have. It's so confused. I know I need to switch it because my personal one is Zenithville, and then I have a Zenithville page too. And I'm like, oh, I need to change. I need a to, lot I of people need, do I, that, I, though. I need to. I yeah, I need to organize it because I have like a good amount on one, not the other. I'm like, oh, I didn't post to both. I got to post to both, and then of course I have old pictures on <laughs> one. I'm like, I need to clean this up. It's just, it's kind of like cleaning house, but uh, I don't know. I. It's funny, my, my take on, I know, you know, different people flock to different, you know, outlets of social media. I like, I just, I'm on Instagram more because it's just a major, like the picture, the picture of the video always leads. And then the, the comments you almost don't have to look at or take a backseat to so, And I'm very visual. So that's kind of just where I find myself from time to time. Just, it's an easy scroll while I'm like going through my day. Mm-hmm. I'm not sponsored by Instagram. I'm not making any type of. <laughs> it's, it's just what works for better. Better in my, uh, you know, my my fast paced uh, Hawaii lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. It's like an oxymoron. So, um, when you got signed to Aztec, uh, what what song was it that that they heard that really won them over? Uh, the 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 most recent kind of totally independent release that I put before that was the one that we were pushing that was um, lost and found. And mm-hmm. uh, that was, that had come out. So the first song I did with them came out in, it was heartbeat. It was, it was early this year, but before that in November, I had come out with um, lost and found. And that was kind of like, Hey, this is, this is what I'm all about. This is this kind of thing I'm doing. A, a lot of the early, like earlier production, of these tunes for me are they're just they're more like logistical learning curves because i know how to write songs and i know how to put ideas together but you know to to fit the genre i'm like how is how am i going to construct this just to hit that sweet spot of you know oh i feel that tinge of nostalgia i feel this like kind of really like pumping heavy beat but it's not like oh this is just a modern like edm tune like there's there's good criteria that you want to hit to make these things happen and i i guess I'm guessing that song worked and fit the bill. And I also had sent them some demos of stuff that either is being released now or has not been finished due into a song or some just raw ideas. I kind of just sent them a blanket of like, these are the, these are the things that are coming out of my head right now and what I want to turn into songs and turn into the, what is Zenith Volt. So that's kind of, it's kind of how we got the ball rolling. So lost and found. Um, do we just want to hear that? We can cut into Lost and Found. Yeah, let's give it a listen. All <laughs> right. This is Zenith Volt with Lost and Found.
was lost and found by zenith volt here we are back with zenith volt hi <laughs> what's up oh, i love that i uh i wanted to to play that for everybody uh on uh what was it Bandcamp day but you didn't have it up on your band camp because you were just signed, of course <laughs> We're trying. We're, we're just trying to iron all those like who who's part of what release and who go what credits go where. It's 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 funny. Like you 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 started as a musician just because you like playing music, and then it's all of that surrounding work that goes into it. Once you say I want to, you know, do this seriously, and and of course like having your social media accounts all lined up and all that. It's, it's, it's kind of the day job part of it, you know? So we'll try to, we'll try to get everything on Bandcamp, get it all, get it all happy and, you know, streamable. Cause why, what's the, what's the point of making the music if you can't hear it? <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was such a great set though. Um, that live show. Cause we did hear lost and found that night. Yeah. I, I remember cause I was trying to find it. <laughs> Building a live stream, I think it was just a crazy, off the, I mean, some people did live streams before the whole quarantine thing hit, but a, a lot of musicians that played live had to learn how to broadcast songs and play them without direct human response and still keep them entertaining because it's entertainment and, you know, still have that emotional connection with an audience no matter where they are. And um, that's got to be hard. It, it, it's 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 challenge it's challenging and i i had fun during practicing all the tunes okay like you know maybe making some type of loose transition between songs to not really you know just end it and say i just play that song now i'm gonna play another song you know it's just like make the between the i mean music is you know silence is important in music so the silence between the songs could actually be used as part of 
you know, just part of your music that you're flowing through for a set of your performing online, uh, you know, in a live stream. So at, with every, with every struggle, there's an opportunity. So I've, I really liked the challenge of putting the song on and put it, putting the show on and finding little weird quirky ways to keep it fun and interesting for everybody who's watching. And I was so grateful for, you know, anybody tuning in. It was amazing. It's, and I, you know, if someone's watch, if someone's watching, they could be doing anything else, but they're doing that. So like, I like to start from just being it, so grateful right off the bat, you know? That's a great point of view. That's, that's where success comes from. I think that gratitude. Yeah. I mean, this, honestly, nobody wants to see some jerk on stage that, thinks that you're lucky to watch them yeah i mean it doesn't matter how talented you are if, if well i guess some people don't care about arrogance but i really think that could take somebody down oh yeah i mean it's <laughs> some people make a career out of it but uh yeah no that, that's that's all like shock value in the long in the long run just being grateful and appreciative and that that coupled with you know practicing and fine-tuning your craft you need to do all those things because of course this, yeah. yeah you need you gotta have all the pieces and and you gotta keep sharpening your you know your tools and just we could go on for days about that i i think just getting that far writing a song like even just putting it up on spotify or wherever if nobody listens to it it's like you did you did that and there's 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 pride in that and then 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 the grateful you know comes and you know you can be grateful for people that like latch on and understand what you're doing. And of course everybody wants to be heard and everybody wants to be understood and loved and adored. And, you know, but if you, if you really just give yourself a pat on the back for doing writing some, I don't know if I can swear some fucking awesome music, you know? <laughs> just, just, just be stoked on that. You know, that's, and that's where I am. Like there's stuff for every song that I might put out. There's like 30 songs I'll never put out, but I got them in my head and I feel good about that. Maybe I take a long time to write songs. I don't know if we were going to talk about that. We can talk about that. Like, yeah, I, don't we can. A, I do not write a song in five minutes. Like I know some people can pump them out and they sound amazing and I've done it before, but a lot of these, I think, especially being in electronic music where I can write a song on guitar and, you know, like go by pretty quick, but, finding those perfect flavors and songs like that's the fun part of being in the studio and i haven't gotten quick and nitpicky i'm really slow and nitpicky and like some of them like why did it take why did i start that song like almost a year ago and now it's coming back and i can finish it and there's there's no rush i was in i was in like a band with some friends when we were like in high school and our favorite part about like trying to record something when literally had a 58 mic hanging from the ceiling in the basement, but we, uh, we would always tell us there's no rules. There's no rules. So in recording, there's no rules in writing music. There's no rules. So we just, honestly, I've been talking so much. I forgot what my point even was. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot the question I asked you. (laughs) I told you, I I told you I could chat, but that's fine. I like it. It's interesting. Oh man, this so, is just my collect. I'm giving you a whole collective taste of what I feel about music and performing and being myself, all in like one, want. one fat run-on sentence. So that's here it perfect. Is. <laughs> so, are you the type to have a lot of unfinished projects hanging around? Um, it depends on how much the project bothers me. Like you're talking household projects. Like, yeah, my lawn gets like knee deep for sure. <laughs> but, um, 
specifically uh, songs specifically songs yeah i i like to you know what being being since i started the, with aztec they're very organized which is great and they said you know by these dates you know this date this date this date, date we're going to have a single out for each one of these dates and while we'll our you know we'll promote it this way and having a clock to stick to is i like i like that because it does you know help me not leave things open-ended and it does i i don't feel negativity from the pressure i really i really like it because i like i like having uh an end goal and it feels then then i get that 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 gratifying feeling of hey i got this done you know so i got some unfinished but i'm not worried about them and that um, it's not to say they won't get finished it's just that they're not it's like fruit it's not ripe yet you know so i'm not going to pick it too early mm-hmm but I guess sometimes uh, working to a deadline, I might be worried that uh, the deadline would come up and I'm not giving them my best work because it could use a couple weeks. I mean, I definitely did that in school. I was, I was the night before. <laughs> I was the night before looking for a piece of poster board to make a problem. <laughs> but, <laughs> markers are empty. But um, <laughs> we're not passionate about making posters, so I yeah, suppose that would be true, different. True, true. But um. I, I, I get the timeline early on. So I'm, you know, I know I, I can, I can kind of set the sights and set small goals in between and say like, you know, if I, if I come in this night, like to the studio, I just have to, I ha I really want to build like this first part of this, this first verse, you know, or like the inch, I'm just going to stick. I'm just going to talk like in my head, I'm just going to stick to this intro. Like how can I make the first, 10 seconds of the song just sound like a big movie started, you know? So th those are kind of like the fun. I, I like to chop it up in those ways. And then as far as like nailing vocal takes and stuff like that, I, I will do a good amount of takes, but if I, there, there's people I work with too, like I've done, I've done vocals by myself, but the last couple songs and the, the next one coming out, I'm, I've used a good friend of mine in LA and we, I went, I just went to his house and we gave ourselves a quick deadline, couple of days. Let's bang these vocals out. And I do like working fast like that because harping on harping on a, a perfect, emotional, powerful vocal take, you you lose something every time you do it. You might get lucky and get some other things, but it's you don't want to chase that like initial thought, you know. So there's I try to get a really good first take, and then just try to maybe like sweeten up a couple spots, but. I'm not going to spend like, you know, I'm not going to not have enough time to do that. I'll make sure it's that's, you know, if I have a few months deadline to get a song out, I can get the vocals done in a couple of days. It's not a big deal. So that's awesome. And your vocals are that's they really stood out just the, the soul and the power. Yeah, it's, it's like, rare. It's playing, you know, playing, playing through. It's funny because I'm not, I'm not the best keyboard player. I'm actually, I grew up since, I, um, when did I start in like third grade, I was a saxophone player and I learned, I learned everything theory wise and everything. I used to write music through saxophone and then, that was your first, that was my first instrument I had ever picked up and I had never put it down. And then I wanted, I actually wound up playing saxophone in a band and the singer quit and that became 
jump over to sing and play guitar and i found out i was like pretty good at it and that was that was a while back and then i so you also play i beefed guitar. up yeah this singing and guitar is probably my strongest nowadays but um getting into getting into like using fun synths to make sounds and arpeggiators and writing stuff and midi mapping and just really like I can take a full idea in my head that I might not be be able to get out with just one instrument and just orchestrate it. You know, you become like a, you become total composer when you're writing this stuff. And that's what I have. Like really, I, I love big sounds. I try to write a strip more stripped down, simple songs, but I just have like 30 ideas for each part. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll just make them all fit. Maybe that's me. <laughs> so who knows what the future holds, but I like doing that right now. So kind of, kind of the way it's going. That's great, though. I mean, you, you got all these layers, all these elements, and you're not you're not forcing it. You're yeah, as long as them make them work. Yeah, as long as they all totally fit and you know just have a good cohesiveness, I'm I'm not going to get rid of get rid of anything. I I like the way that all kind of and it, it's it's a way to discover like my own unique sound, you know, within <laughs> within a genre, which is fun. You know, like there's it's like you said, you go through your Spotify and you just start finding these different, these other different artists that are still like kind of coming from cut from the same cloth, but have like just their own spin on this, this vibe. And yeah, it's really, uh, it's really cool. I feel like as a fan, I went through different phases. Like in the very beginning, I was like, I want instrumental. Uh, this is the bass sound I want. This is the, the tempo or the, the beats per minute. Uh, and um, I'm going to drive on the freeway. This is what my drive on the freeway soundtrack. At night. <laughs> but then I started getting into um, like vocal synthwave, which I know the fans are still a bit divided on that, which I don't really understand, but. Um, there's no, yeah. there's no, uh, there's, there's, there's no debate to be had if there's no opposition, you know, this it's like, you, what do you like East coast or West coast hip hop? You know, it's just, it's, it's, Vocals or no vocals, you know, like and it, it, you, you can create the teams within the team, you know, but um, yeah, there's, I, it's funny cause I wouldn't, I, I didn't exactly step back and look at this scene and their take on it. It's funny you mentioned it. I don't even look back and say like, oh, well some of them, I did notice on a couple, try not to read them, but like comments on, you know, some YouTube videos and someone's like, oh, there's vocals on this. And I'm like, well. I'm a singer, so I'm going to put some <laughs> vocals on it. But um, yeah, I, it doesn't matter to me whether the vocals are on it or they're not. It's just, how's the song? How's the story this person's telling? Like, not even story like vocal story, just like the song, the story of the song. Sometimes they call for vocals and sometimes there's just such a cool synth lead that you're like, shut up. I don't want to hear a story right now. Just <laughs> don't sing, you know, like, and the, I mean... I find myself listening to like Spanish music sometimes because I want to, I want a voice in there, but I don't want to know what the story is about. You know, like there's just, there's so right. many, yeah, there's so many ways to slice it. Well, I think what initially attracted me to the genre was that sort of cinematic uh, movie soundtrack feel. And I had to break out of that eventually when I, I you know, it, it gets repetitive. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, uh, not to say I don't, I don't love it, but I love, you know, when you hear a song that's did it, did it, did it, did it, did that is a big part of this scene, you know, and I love it. I will crank it up every time I hear it, but I try to write 
kind of weird bass lines that might not do that, you know, or maybe <laughs> they have like a little bit of that. Like there's a honestly, well, the song lost and found that, that we just played that does have more of that pump to it, you know? And I like, it's almost like you need, you need one of those, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> I really liked write, writing that. And I do have that kind of vibe in some of the songs, but some of this newer stuff I've been writing now, well, you, you saw my live stream. I played the Aerophone, that electronic saxophone. Ah, we were wondering what that was. It's called an Aerophone. And um, I actually lucked out. I was, oh, I was in LA and I was recording with this dude that actually worked at Roland. And he said, hey, we have, we, the, the video for this Aerophone is not doing so well on YouTube. So we need to re-record it. And we have like no time. We need somebody who knows how to play it. And I was like, I have one of those. So I went over, I went over to Roland. They had this whole big studio set up and I got to record their demo for the, it's actually like more of a student model, but the same thing. It's, it's, it's the, it's the smaller version, but um, then they, they gave me, they gave me another free roll and Aerophone and they're, they're pricey, but super fun. And um, I, have actually it, it actually takes MIDI so you could I could play it through any synthesizer like in my computer so I actually started using it to write bass lines so now I have more like that um, heartbeat tune I wrote the bass line on that I didn't write it on a keyboard so it gives me just a different brain but I still get the same sound so it's it's kind of getting me to be a little more melodic with my bass lines, which that that's the that's the the big chug of like the synthwave, you know, kind of style. So if I can kind of like carve my own way through that, I'm not playing on a keyboard, so my hands are moving differently, so my brain's thinking differently, coming up with different note patterns, and that's another just way to kind of way to kind of carve out my own my own style within within what's going on. That's awesome. We were wondering what that was. And I think people were calling it a recorder for some reason. Yeah, somebody called it a recorder. I don't know if that was a joke. Um, <laughs> it's it's this it's got saxophone fingering, but there's just just some modern capabilities of it with it. And uh it's definitely it's definitely weird. It's definitely it's definitely a weird thing, but I was like, this totally feels like a retro kind of like funky piece of equipment. It looks it looks like it came out of like some like sci-fi movie in the eighties. And you use it to write the baseline to heartbeat. Yeah. I use it to write the baseline for a few things just cause I can like, I can kind of rip saxophone a little, you know, better than I can play keys. So why not use the tools at my fingertips? That's cool. I've never seen, I've never seen an instrument like that before. Is it, um, A E R O phone yep. arrow phone. And it's new. And- it's new too. It hasn't been around that long. And when I got to, when I get to just sh- shoot that video with Roland, um, the guy who was the, the product developer was there and he was so excited because, you know, we're trying to come up with what would look cool, but more of like an explanation of how it works on video. And he's, he's directing me, well, play this sound and play it like this and play it like that. And he was having so much fun. I was like, this is really cool. Like the guy who, helped in like develop and invent this thing is telling me how he thinks it should be played. And I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty rad. So when was it that you picked up the aerophone? Um, I, the, I got it a couple years ago and then 
I had done that. I had done that video video shoot for those guys are like very early this year or actually end in end of last year. And, but um, yeah, being just being as a uh, schooled sax player, like picking it up, it was, it was a little bit of an adjustment, but it was getting the job done that I was like, I want to write things a little more complex, but I'm like, how do I do that if I'm really like a sax player or so I just, I just kind of Googled it up. And of course there's like the Ewe that's been around forever. That's kind of like has a little mishmash of different kind of fingering patterns. And I was looking at that. It was a little cheaper. And I was like, yeah, maybe this will be cool. But I was like, I think I'm going to take the road less traveled and really figure out this new instrument. Cause I was like, I've never seen anybody play it. And if people see me play it first, that's also kind of awesome. So yeah, I think we I did. Went for, <laughs> I went for that. I was like, I want to bring, you know, like it's like writing a song, picking an instrument, like knowing how to, knowing how to, play what you're going to play or like how you're going to use the tool to get the job done. That's kind of where that, that thing just met right in the road with me perfectly. And I, I said, Hey, this, this can, I can do some cool stuff with this and it can be a cool visual. It can be a cool like piece of art. I, I did it at, I unfortunately have very small amount of live shows doing this because of, you know, everything that's going on right now. But, I did perform it live a couple of times using it a couple of times. And the response, of course, after the show, the first question is what was that thing? And then, <laughs> and then it was, and then it's followed by that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I had it hooked when you hook it up to a giant club PA and you're playing super low notes. It's like the most ominous, crazy, like confusing, but in a good way tool that you could use. I thought it was some kind of advanced melodica or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all electronic. It's a, there's there's like a sensor inside the mouthpiece that vibrates based on how hard you push and it actually has like well your embouchure is like your you know how you hold the mouthpiece in your mouth and when you do move your mouth you can bend the pitch with your literally with your bottom jaw. So it's pretty, Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. So uh, you acquired this before the Zenith Zenith Fault project started? Uh, no, d during like during. I had already already. Uh, I've got I've actually got it right. I've got it right now. I'm like looking at it while I'm. But it plays. Cool. There's a violin. There's a violin setting on it. Like up. Uh... Oh wow! So that was <laughs> that was the violin on there. You're just playing it like a reed instrument. Yeah, I was just, I was literally turned it on and blew it. It takes like double A batteries. It's, it's a trip. Oh, that's so cool. I'm going to have to see one of those again. I'll have to look it up. Just, I don't remember exactly what it looked like. I could have played a synth sound, but you know, you've, you've heard the heard that. So that's what that sounds like. So, but yeah, it's, it's a very fun, my, my kids love it. I have to like hide it from them. <laughs> yeah, it does look like, like fun. That, that thing ain't cheap. Don't break it. I think it's time to uh, play another song. What do you think? Let's do it. This is Zenith Volt with Heartbeat.
That was Heartbeat by Zenith Volt. And we're back. Hi. Hey, hey. We are back. Love that song. So that was um that was the first release through Aztec, wasn't it? Yep. It was. And it was uh it was a fun one. It was a fun one to make. It was I it was a I thought it was a cool kind of debut. It was it was it's definitely like a a high point when you're 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 excited and like, hey, I'm releasing this under this label of other people that are releasing awesome music and it's there's of course like a, a cool validation that comes with that and you know it's it's always nice to feel like oh my hard work's like you know being recognized it's kind of you know like i said before i'm always just satisfied satisfied personally you're just getting music out but it was it was fun to be able to take this song and take that song and just just blast it out on a few different uh few different levels I, I don't know how many times I've played it on this station, but they've heard it <laughs> several times. But of course, I only have two songs to play them, you know, until yeah, today. I appreciate it. We'll get you some more. Get you some more. <laughs> so how did how did Heartbeat come about? If we can just talk about one song right now. Um, it's kind of a mix. Lyrically, it's a mix of, it's honestly, I just, I write a lot of songs about like my relationship with my wife. It's a trip. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you're so I'm just writing songs about you. How great is that? <laughs> she's, just, she's just like, you're ridiculous. But um, no, th this one, uh, I do do a lot of travel um, playing other music outside of Zenithful. And I find myself like living, living in Hawaii. And I'm usually on the mainland, like almost half the year on and off when I'm in my touring schedule. So when either we're like, feeling the hardship of that or we're like stoked that I'm about to come home. I start writing lyrics of, you know, of the lyrics of heartbeat or I feel your pulsing beat like a soul that's on repeat. That's just the beating of the heart. And then it goes, you don't know your own standing far, far apart. It's just the feeling of this lonely heart. I was like, where there's literally an ocean between us pretty much at all times when I'm at work. So it's just mentally, come out of just just knowing where I'm physically standing like in distance from you know family home relationship but also like knowing that miles don't matter it's that kind of like heart stringy feel that that was where the lyrical motivation came from for that tune but then the the instrumental I like I like taking I like taking maybe an instrumental bed in the lyrical message and just doing the opposite whereas if it's a very heartstringy song i'm gonna make it sound just big and big and ominous and like hard you know like angry not angry but i like that i like the dynamics of that you know like you can you can you can sell a really sad story if you play it all in like major chords and it's like upbeat it's kind of funny the way that that works with music but then you kind of capture the whole spectrum of human emotion between the vocal between the the lyrics and the way they're sung and the music, the instrumentals you're putting underneath it, so that's kind of how I like to tie a bow on the feels of it all. Mm. We we really do love your lyrics, and by we I mean like everybody at Night Ride. We talk oh, about that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's so fun. Yeah, I, I I I like this this couple different couple different journeys I like to go on them. I try I I've tried to write. I mean, back in the day, it was like, oh, can I write a kind of Bob Dylan song? And it just doesn't, I'm not a great storyteller. I could chat it up on an interview, but uh, yeah, I, I really like to just write from a different headspace, just more of a 
stepped back. So how long have you been a musician just in general? I guess it's been a couple decades. I, yeah. Then I started, I started. We did say third grade. I, yeah. yeah. I started with the music lessons. I did a little bit of piano in first grade, a little bit. And then I, I really started in saxophones where I really started taking that in around third grade. And, and then, composing. And then writing and being in bands and stuff, that all started like pretty early. Um, I, high school? I, was, I, I was the, yeah, middle school, high school. I was the kid with like the drum kit and all the amps and stuff in the basement. And we had, like, <laughs> we, and we had a pool and like my parents are like, if you guys are going to be party animals, you might as well do it at our house. Like, <laughs> we, we, so I just always had, we were playing just cranking music in the basement and, you know, just whoever, whoever, Hey, you have a guitar, you play that. Like I have a drum kit. I don't play drums, but I'll, I'll play drums, you know? So like I, I, then you kind of learn, learn those a little bit at a time. But when it really ramped up for me was when I was 14, actually when I was 12, I joined the local college, like community band playing like big, like big band or like, um, like concert band stuff. And then when I did that for a couple of years, the director of the band said, Hey, do you want to join the, I was the 14 and 13 at the time. Do you want to join the, um, the student jazz band, which like they did a little bit of traveling and like did some other really cool things, but it was only students of college, like, like of the college. So it was me like 13, 14 hanging out with 18 to 21 year olds. And then we formed a, another band within that band that was had nothing to do with school. And then I got my first bar gigs at 14. I was playing like three nights a week till like 1am and my parents would have to come and watch, you know, while I played while people just got absolutely hammered and I was just ripping in a band playing sax and we're playing like Led Zeppelin and, you know, a bunch of classic rock stuff. How did they let you in when you were 14? I came with my parents. And then and then I, after, probably by the time I was 16, I was going by myself because I saw the bouncers knew who I was. and But I was like sleeping on my desk in high school. And my teachers would literally just say, hey, did you have a couple of, did you have a gig last night? I'm like, yeah, I got home at like 2.30. I'm <laughs> like, I'm for school at 7. But um, yeah, that was my pretty much my job, like just gigging a few nights a week touring around the south i lived in i grew up in rhode island so i i was i was touring around rhode island like playing playing shows like usually it was usually three nights a week and i mean i pull like a hundred bucks a night so i was like high school kid making 300 bucks a week playing music i was like this is awesome i was like i can do this forever so uh that's that's kind of the road it's kind of road i took well, it's great that your family was supportive of that oh yeah they're 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 the best my mom is like you know my mom and dad were just figuring out ways you know we're like scrimping up some bucks so i could get a saxophone and then like i did like a summer semester at berkeley and boston and like i needed a baritone like a new baritone sax so i did baritone i had played baritone like i had one music teacher that stuck with me from like day one who was like this kid's doing something cool so he always made sure i had like good instruments and gave me after school private lessons for free and then i like went from him to like some of this Navy band guy giving me lessons. And then I went to this crazy jazz guy giving me lessons, but I, I, I kind of just <laughs> soaked it in all over the place, but it was, it was a very nonstop. And then I kind of tried to quit music after high school and it literally just didn't let me. I just kept stuff, kept coming back. I was like, all right, this is what I do. So <laughs> that's kind of, it's kind of how my, my road got paved. 
uh, yeah, it, it just seems like you leave an impression on it and everybody who sees you perform, who sees the talent that you have. And, and yeah, I imagine as a kid, that's really impressive. Oh, it's such, it's such a blast. It's like, it, it's kind of, you never, you never know what, what, like as far as the, as far as the youth, as far as kids, you, you never know what their, their spark is in their life. And you can, a lot, I think a lot of kids just kind of get, you know, brushed over, not a lot, but there's kids that get brushed over in school. Like maybe they're lazy or don't care or this, that, like I wasn't the best academically, but I was, you know, the music teachers knew and I was a hell of a musician. And then I played at my own high school graduation and I literally had like three separate teachers that I had over the years come up to me after graduation and said, I never knew. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you guys just thought I was lazy. I was like, no, this is, this is my thing, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, you, you never know where someone's going to just grab the ball and run with it. And that's, that's the way I ran. So I guess we're still running. So it's keeping me in shape. Yeah. And seeing as Volt isn't even your, your, your biggest thing going on. <laughs> I want, I want it to be, I honestly do. I, I'm, I, I'm, pour, I'm pouring like a daily. Like I, I spent hours today making like crazy content posts that I'm going to be sharing over the next couple of weeks for a new song I have coming out on August 7th. That's called hold on. So, Ooh. so that, so this, the tune hold on is it's in the can it's ready. And, uh, but uh, yeah, I just spent, I just spend my days trying to fine tune, like, you know, how can I make this project better? How can I, how can I, how can I just improve on what I've done and just, kind of pro progress you know it's it's all about it's about enrichment you know all right so this single hold on is coming out friday then That's um correct. let's let's hear it now right on this this is zenith volt with hold on
That was Hold On from Zenith Volt. That was amazing. That was. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the new single that I um, have coming out. And um, I'm really excited about it. It's the name Hold On. I actually came up with. I wrote this song early, early this year. I started working on it around Christmas and like end of end of the year last year and finished recording it right ironically i finished this song and then in in la and then flew back home march 6th so this was the last thing i did before the the whole covid thing hit and just being called hold on that was that was what i what i left with from uh from the mainland i was like hold on you know yeah and it i I had to write a little blurb for this song for Aztec or whoever for press hold releases, but I have it up here and it says with life, life and love have the inability to serve as waypoints for one's universal existence. There's only one thing to do. Hold on. Instability can only exist when harmony feels as if it's too far down the road. As long as we hold on, we'll make it. So that's pretty much sums up what this song's about. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Are you uh, building up to an album? Um, always, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I've I'm gonna do this, and then I have one more single I want to put out in the fall. But my my game plan is I want to I want to do the album thing. Yeah, I want to get I want to get a big a big giant Zenith Volt story that's you know slapped into one book and uh, present it. <laughs> That'd be fun. I don't have a date. I don't have any type of uh, timeline for it, but. I every time I have an idea that strikes me as worth keeping and putting down, I put it down and everything's getting slowly organized and obviously never going to stop writing music. So it's on it's on the way sometime next year. I would say so. Yeah, I'm not going to wait till after that. That'd be just that's, <laughs> that's I, I like to procrastinate, but that'd be just out of hand. <laughs> what about the possibility of touring? as Zenith Volt. I mean, I know you got your, your main gigs, but, uh, as far as, as far as touring, uh, I really want to, I, it's very, if, if, if we weren't, if the world wasn't in the place it's in right now, I would be gearing up to get that stuff ready for the fall. Like, and I would be hitting the road right now. It's just kind of a wait out what's safe, you know, kind of just, it's funny sitting with songs longer, you kind of, figure out better ways to convey them in a show setting. So just sitting and listening to these songs, like maybe that for me personally is what's supposed to happen. It wasn't supposed to, I guess I wasn't supposed to go out right away and run out and play a bunch of shows to do them. But I, I have, I have performed a couple of Zenith Volt shows and the main thing I want to bring to them is just, I want to take that, the, the intense energy that's in the songs when they're heard, when they're being streamed or whatever. Uh, I like to encapsulate that and literally throw that off the stage, you know, like right at, right out of the speaker. So that's kind of where I want to be. You probably wouldn't catch me doing a stripped down version. You know, like I, I, the last show I did was I had a, I had a live drummer and synth player backup kind of uh, Jack of all trades guy with me. I sang and played a little, sang and played guitar than an aerophone, and it was uh, it's a pretty heavy vibe. And 
I just like to belt it out. So I can't wait for the day for that to happen, but it's not going to happen. Uh, it's not going to happen anytime probably this year, unless things get crazy different, but, um, it's I don't on, know. It's it's on it's it's in my plans and it's in my it's in my sight. No matter how far down, it's still in my sight. So, where uh, where were your live performances uh, as Zenith Gold? I did one. I did one uh, in my hometown in Rhode Island, in Newport. That's where I'm from. And then uh, I did another one with with another artist. We kind of did a, a release. We both did a release single release show together, and that was in L.A. and um, Cause that's kind of, I feel, I feel like that's kind of like the home away from home for this project. Just being, mm. that's where, that's where my, my man, manager is and where I've recorded the songs and the people that I've used to play with me. And like, that's kind of, that's, that's kind of where the, the heartbeat per se is, is of this project there and in there and in my home studio. Those are kind of, it's kind of where it all exists for me. What's the scene like in Hawaii in Maui specifically? me it's you <laughs> you mean the synth wave scene it's me i mean yeah i guess the synth wave scene is is you but like the live well i mean live music here it's yeah uh, i like are there any electronic shows you can get on there's there's a little bit here and there that's hard for singers to get on edm shows i'm yeah, sure that's that's kind, of, that's kind of the rub too but um yeah they do they do a big crazy edm thing here called art mix that they do uh there's like, I live, I live on Maui. So like each island's like kind of different, you know, Oahu is very, you know, they have Waikiki and all the high rises and it's kind of like New York city with palm trees. And then, um, the, the big islands, you know, really big. That's the only one with the active volcanoes and, um, which is pretty cool. But Maui is like kind of just, we're in between and we're pretty rural, no billboards. I live like 20, 30 minutes away from town. So it's pretty quiet where I am kind of like in the jungle. So it's amazing that the internet's worked this long. And that's also a huge stress point for putting on live stream shows. I'm just going to say that if anybody ever sees me cut out, it's because I'm literally in the middle of nowhere. That's on an Island in the middle of nowhere. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good place to kind of like center yourself mentally and just, just kind of clear the, clear the mind. You know, if I'm having like a, in my head kind of day, I just say it's time to go for a swim or go for a hike or just go, go to the top of the mountain, the mountain, the, the mountain we live on is 10,000 feet. So it might be 80 degrees here and 40 degrees up there. So oh, it's, wow. a, it's, a, it's a cool in the, in the winter rarely, but you can even get snow up there. So, but the, yeah, the music scene's kind of quiet. There's a couple things going on. Um, Willie Nelson lives down the street from my wife's uncle. So it's kind of <laughs> it's people hide out here. His son, Lucas Nelson, that did the, the star is born, all those songs. He lives like two streets over. So there's, there's just people hiding out. Oh, Steven Tyler lives out here. There's everyone's <laughs> hiding out, but uh, they're not necessarily playing shows around. It's kind of just the, it's, it's a little hideaway. How long have you lived in Hawaii? Um, it was like kind of on and off like 10 years ago. And then full time the past like four ish. So it's a lot of flying back and forth, a lot of frequent flyer miles. But uh, yeah, the, fir the first time I came here was like 10 years ago. My wife was already working here before that for like three years. And then she kind of grew up in and out of here a lot. So we have like, we have a lot, and she's got a lot of family here. So we have like a lot of family history and stuff. That's where you guys met in, in Hawaii? Yeah, we're both from the same hometown on the East Coast. But uh, 
She's from Newport too. <laughs> Same high school, but we didn't, really? we didn't start hanging out until like much later. Like when we met and started dating like 10 years ago. Okay. So you didn't know her in high school. Not really. She was like, she was a girl like the older, a couple grades ahead of me, you know? Oh, okay. I was like the freshman nerd. I was the band nerd. Come on now. <laughs> the nerd married the jock. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> So um, during your live stream, the uh, the name Phil Collins came up a lot. <laughs> Honestly, I love it. I love his stuff. I love him. It's like, it's so, It I don't know why <laughs> I do. I just really do. Like the, the, the gated reverb drums and just the, his songwriting style, like, if you if you really get into it and start listening to it, like this guy can write some stuff. Like back in the day, I feel like it was like awesome but cheesy. And then I feel like it went through this whole like through the nineties and like early two thousands. Like this is definitely cheesy stuff. But like if you take it for the songwriting quality and like the 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 bigness and openness, but still could like really like get down to your like cellular level at the same time, he could do that and uh, or can do that and. I definitely took it as like one of my muses for writing these songs. And it's funny that somebody said that before I even did the cover later on. I was like, at the yeah, end, that was, I was like, I, I, that's so great. I was, <laughs> that, that was um, Neon Fox, the uh, night ride yeah. DJ. He, he said it first. <laughs> that's so great. Like, I'm like, hit, yeah. hit, hit the nail on the head. I was like, Oh man, that's awesome. That's so, that's so cool to like. And then you started up that in the air. Like, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, it was perfect. It was just a cool, like, you know, I, I know from playing and performing, it's like, I mean, every artist would throw a cover in here or there, but I was like, this one, you know, it's like, it, it starts so calm. I can talk over it and say, Hey, I hope you enjoyed the show. This is, you know, it was another one of me that was like me trying to figure out the rhythm of a show and like, how would I end a show where like nobody's in the room, you know? And I said, well, bringing it down quiet and talking is like just a great way. You always say, oh, thank you. Good night. Blah, blah, blah. You know, but it was kind of cool to just come down and say like, thank you for listening, you know? And when it's a soft song, you're not, you don't want, you don't want people screaming over it. So it just felt natural. And then just ending with that you know, crazy drum fill. It's just, <laughs> that was an amazing performance. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> You've got three singles out with Aztec now, mm -hmm. uh, heartbeat and the new one, hold on. And the one before that, which uh, challenger, which I've played a lot on the show already. <laughs> we love it. I and, and honestly, like that's kind of like, it's kind of one of my favorites. I the lyrics. It's, it's yeah. Like, that, do, do we want to talk about lyrically that song? We can, but uh, let's hear it first. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> this is Zenith Volt with Challenger.
was challenger by zenith volt talk to me about those lyrics oh challenger lyrics um i'm a very optimistic person i'm a glass you know half full all the time but 
it's it's hard to keep a balance on life without you know just acknowledging that there's there's negativity around and negativity in your own self and you know it's easy to you know for people to get down on themselves and this song lyrically was really about just kind of getting into that darker energy of yourself just so you can I think that the lyric is dark side wander in so you can tell yourself you feel the light, you know? So it's like the bad stuff is just to ballast you so you can appreciate the good stuff, you know? And sometimes it flip flops and, you know, the good stuff happens and you're just focusing on the bad. But I like to, I like to sway it more like we're focusing on the positive and, but not denying that there's tons of suffering and struggles and, you know, internally and externally throughout the entire universe. That's where I came up with the the general vibe for the verse the verses, and then it's all written from the like okay, well, but here and now, like where I'm, I'm, I'm the chorus is challenger driving solo underneath the lonesome moon through the eyes of the young and the reckless, hoping to get home soon. That's that that's really just you're here and you know where you want to be, but you're not there yet. But you have all of these signals around you, just trying to light the way. And as long as you can keep on your path, you're going to be all set. So that's kind of, I've never actually explained that song out loud. So <laughs> I guess that's what it means. I just kind of riff that off the top of my head. Yeah, that's kind of it. It's just the ballast and like ebb and flow of life, you know, and how the, where you sit, where the challenger sits, you know, in, amongst it all. It's a powerful song. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> It's it's fun to really like belt out too. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I like about it so much though is that you deliver it that way. That whole like the 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 just the word challenger like that part like right in the chorus like we walk around my house just like randomly yelling that <laughs> just the one <laughs> word just challenger maybe just in the car and you just yell challenger it's, it's just kind of it's it's can I tell you something Yeah, go for it. I do it too. Ever yeah, since I heard this. <laughs> That's it's catchy. Up. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like okay, everybody should get out a little primal scream now and then, and that word and that pitch and that I don't I don't really do too much research on uh, like resonant frequencies and how they affect your mood, <laughs> but screaming out that one seems to do the trick. So uh, <laughs> I'll go with it. Oh, it's amazing. Um, are there? I, I know you got your own thing going on musically, and and there's no synthwave scene where you are but are there uh synthwave artists that inspired you or, or that you um have become a, f- a fan of aside uh, from everybody at aztec records of course Zenith uh, loves you all we know uh, of course of course of course <laughs> i mean for this stuff i i would say then more than more than like everything that's out now that i'm listening to and kind of soaking up here and there it's like like you like you like you said earlier like i i put the playlist on i'm like whoever just pops up. I'm like, I like it. I like it because I like it, not because this person wrote it or that person wrote it. But the first one that cracked me in, and we were talking about this before we started recording, the first one that cracked me in was The Midnight, but it was only because of Instagram and the aesthetics they were posting before they really started promoting music like a ton. It was more just like, check out this vibe, this retro kind of retro future vibe. And I was like, I don't know what these guys do, but I like it. And then I started <laughs> listening to it and I was like, this is awesome. And then I started getting from there. I got into like, I mean, for the instrumental stuff, I love Mitch murder. He's like amazing. So that, yeah. th- those are two big ones for me. I've been really getting into lately, like the band duet. 
I really, yeah. I love that. Like I put them on and I'm like, cool. I'm in the inst. I'm in the mood instantly just to like, I'm in that groove, you know, like it, that. So those are like, those are just, there's a handful, but those are kind of like that got me into and the, the, you know, the, the, the big ones, the, the midnight Mitch murder kind of thing, like walked me into this genre a little bit. And then as of right now, I'm on a duet kick. So those are kind of the, it's kind of where I'm at for. That's cool. I like duet too. I got a couple of their cassettes yeah. actually. I got uh, borderline and cycles. Yep. Yeah. The, 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 it's like, I love when they do add vocals, but when it's instrumental, it's rad too. It's just like kind of a good mix. It's just, they got a, a good thing going on. So do you, uh, do you like music that um, sounds more like nighttime or the daytime sort of city pop? Cause I know Mitch murder comes in a few different flavors depending on which album. Yeah. 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 I, it could be it could be mood based you know it could be like mm -hmm. if it's night i want to hear the night or if it's day i want to hear the day or like if i'm dri if i'm driving i want to hear the nighttime stuff unless it's like unless those windows are down i want to hear some like shimmery clean happy daytime stuff but um i think personally i'm getting into writing a little bit of stuff that's not so like hard and dark just because I like it's almost a little bit of that kind of Phil Collinsy. It's like it's like night, but it's like a I don't know. You would call it more of like a sexy night than an angry night, <laughs> like like a chill. Night. Yeah, like just total, <laughs> like like the the like the fireplace is on and like you're just I don't know, just not so much like you know I'm on the streets <laughs> kind, of, kind of vibe. It's not a city night; it's a beach night. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning into that, but it might just because I have, it might just be because I have like real life stress that I'm dealing with right now. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. Just like a little ease that kind of helps. Sometimes you want to crank it up when you're angry anyways, though, and just like really get, get that, get that feeling going. But I kind of, I kind of go whatever way the wind blows. Same with like favorite, favorite bands and stuff. Like throughout time, I have like favorite bands that I couldn't even like name their albums just because I like them sonically i'm not i'm not like a rolodex of who's who you know <laughs> Where, which is a funny misconception amongst mus musicians i feel like because everybody i know that's not a musician is like hey do you know this band or like who wrote that song i'm like i'm not a trivia guy i'm just a i'm just writing music <laughs> that's like, that's all i do try to act like i know what i'm talking about so um machine in the ghost the ep was that your first yeah that, that was my first that was my first stab at all this and this um there's a couple of things that I just, I, I really, that was the whole, when we were talking about setting deadlines and I, I was like, I want to put out a few songs, put them on a cassette and just get them out just because I want to like say I did it and then start improving upon that. So the, the first tune on that universe was um, really the first song that I kind of wrote in this vein. And I still really love that song and I would love to like re-release it and kind of pump it up a little bit because I, I love that tune. Like, but uh, the tune Ocean is like probably a little more vapor wavy and I play some sax on it too. But the vibe of that song, like I I forget about it and then I go back and listen to it. It is on my Spotify though. But I go back mm -hmm. and listen to it. I'm like, yeah, I, I still feel that song. So Ocean's probably like what I would call like my own personal sleeper hit. <laughs> like one, one that I like that. <laughs> It's it's still got the low play count, but it's it's definitely got my my 
my heart attached to it. I like it too. So um, now that you're signed with Aztec, is that Spotify supposed to temporarily come down at some point? Uh, I have no idea how that works. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. I'll clip that. <laughs> sometimes when a, an artist announces that they're, well, sometimes they'll just say big news coming. And if we see their Spotify and or their Bandcamp page come down, like, oh, well, they're getting signed. Everything's going to be going through the label now. Right, right, right. There, Theirs was just with like songs that I agreed to do with them. So the stuff before it, it'll, it'll still be there. Cool. Those, those songs aren't going anywhere unless like I want to pull them down. But if I pull them down, it's because I want to like redo them. But I don't have any intent on doing that right now because I have other stuff I'm working on. Well, I, I wanted to close this out with something from that EP, uh, Machine and the Ghost. Oh, first I wanted to ask, though, um, just sort of the, the culture of the scene. Mm -hmm. uh, are you open to collaborations with other artists? I mean, definitely. I... I did one with, um, or no, I did a couple of remixes. Sorry, I did. We just did a couple of remixes, but um, I am I'm open to collaborate. It's it's definitely a dance because it's all done online. So it's like you know, it's not like you all hop in the studio together. So you know, if you're if you're with a like minded person and you know the juice is flowing, it's just like yeah, let's do something. Of course, you know, I'm down. I'm down to do anything as long as as long as it seems like it feels like a good idea at the time yeah i like sometimes i'll I'll think about an artist or a bunch of artists and something in me will think that they should work together but honestly zenith volt is so unique that i can't think of anybody off the top of my head that i would say you should collaborate with but if anybody like i like this guy and his sound i want to do a song with him to know right. that you're open to it is nice too yeah it'd be fun it, it'd be uh it's like it's like any, writing any of the, these other songs i feel like i feel like they're a combination of like all right i'm gonna take all this this knowledge i have and start pumping into this and then the other part is like let me open youtube and figure out how to do this thing in the recording program that i haven't quite <laughs> mastered yet so it's a mix of that is and i feel like that's good because i'm getting smarter with each each mix and each you know each composition and the same would be with working with somebody else is like hey let's try to figure out how to do this so yeah I'm not a, I'm not a, I only work with myself kind of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some Dude. people might be, I haven't heard anybody say that yet, but uh, that's to each their own. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, a lot of it comes down to time too. If I have a spare minute, I'm putting it into, to doing this. So even, even now when everything's been turned off. I've gotten busier since things have gotten slower, but it's really just all my, it's all my own head. I'm like, I got all this stuff to do. I'm like, no, you don't, you don't even know where to go, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you're on an Island in the middle of nowhere. What are you talking about? <laughs> all right. Well, I would like to thank you for, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We've been so curious about you over here. <laughs> That's awesome. I feel like I, I feel like I got to know you a little better. I feel like we're like, you know, we, we, we've kind of, figured out who sits where in the scene and what's going on. And this, this felt like a, it felt like a good in in Hawaii you call it talk story. So like we got to do, we had a good talk story. We got to really just kind of get down to what I'm working on. And I appreciate you asking me all these questions. It was really fun. And I hope it was, uh, hope it's enjoyable for the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I've wanted them to get to know you. 
I eventually will ha have uh, Laura on the show and Nina too, hopefully, and right there are other Aztec Aztec artists. But uh, I wanted them to get to know you because we just saw you for the first time on the stream. Some of us. Where has this guy been? <laughs> I'll be back. Okay, so to the listeners, um, find Zenithfold's Bandcamp, zenithfold.bandcamp.com. There's a couple singles on there, and if you go to zenithfold.com, he has Machine and the Ghost available on cassette, and the songs are available on Spotify, too. Those are yours, your Zenithfold project before yes. Aztec. <laughs> yep, that is correct. So let's let's uh, let's call it a night and uh, let's hear something from Machine and the Ghost. I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed every. I certainly did. I I love everything you've put out so far. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> the time that you take on on every song, it's just it's worth it. Yeah, yeah it's, it feels like it feels like it's right at the point of worth it where it doesn't go into this is taking too long. You know, <laughs> that's where I want to be. So from uh, Machine and the Ghost, this is Zenith Fult with Universe. Have a good night.
searching for days It keeps on coming